Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, welcome to the beauty and business of blackness. I'm your host, Sheena. So let's get down to business. Why? Because my beauty is my business. In today's episode of the Beauty and Business of Blackness, I'm discussing all things related to the current U.S. election. The good, the bad, the ugly. It seems like most of it is bad and ugly and very little is good, but we're going to dive into it anyway. With just a few short weeks until election day, it's time we've talked about the nuclear meltdown we are experiencing with Donald Trump in election 2016. Hey guys, it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast for the beauty and business of blackness. I had gotten really busy these last few weeks and couldn't carve out the time to prep for a show. Then I got sick, really, really sick. So that took me out of commission for a while, but now I'm back and so excited to talk to you guys. The beauty and business of blackness has become a major part of my life as it is an opportunity to share some ideas and thoughts I have on different topics with the world and in the very, very, very near future, talk with others about some major issues and topics and get their thoughts as well. On today's episode, I want to talk about the election. This is one hot topic that has proven to be controversial and tumultuous, more so than what we have seen in recent elections. The primary season was ridiculously long, and then we finally got down to two candidates, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. I know most of us are probably shocked that Donald made it that far, yet here we are. Now now he is an actual candidate for the presidency with elections in just a little less than three weeks away. His campaign has been nothing less than a terrifying, fear-baiting monstrosity. He started out with building a wall to block out Mexico. He's thrown out there the idea of banning all Muslims or at least having some sort of religious test for entry. Then there's the attack of the Gold Star family, the Khans, mocking a disabled reporter, constant attack on multiple women, 
statements that, quote, the African-Americans are living in hell and have nothing to lose if they vote for him. Now there is the release of the Trump tapes where he's basically talking about how he can sexually assault women anytime he wants because he's famous. It's been interesting. And Hillary hasn't been without her own controversies. Her mishandling of the email has been her most hurtful one yet. That attack against her um, by the Republican Party has been one that has definitely kept her under the spotlight. Uh, She's not been consistent on how she responds to that attack, which often opens her up to more attacks. For the most part, though, she's she's been doing relatively okay. So we are two debates in with one left to go, and we have seen the Republican Party basically implode. A few Republicans have completely gone rogue and stated that they are voting for Clinton. We have a few that are denouncing Donald Trump and deciding not to vote for Donald Trump, but are not voting for Clinton. And then we have those who have stuck by Donald Trump no matter what, who will maintain their endorsements of him because all they see is the idea of having the Supreme Court who cares how much of a tragic uh, display he will be as president of the United States. So here we are, down to, again, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has truly taken this election cycle and the campaign process for the United States of America, the presidents of the United States of America, into the mud. He has brought us down a rabbit hole that it seems that we cannot escape from. Every day it gets worse and worse. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen next because he continues to build on crazy. And we all are just watching it as the world is also watching and watching a great display of a true circus show for someone who is talking about becoming the president of the United States to hold the highest office in the land, to be the most powerful person in the world, essentially. This man, Donald Trump, wants that title. And that's frightening. It's terrifying. I honestly just, I I don't really have the words to explain my level of frustration that I have had with this election cycle. It is an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment that we have someone like him and really someone who is able to unearth and uncover and bring out the most disgusting, vile, um, um, aspect of our society and bring it to the forefront and make it mainstream as if it's normal. Uh, fear-mongering, hate has been the center of his entire campaign. It has been something that he has consistently ensured that was something that people felt. He's used fear to get to where he is right now. He has made people fearful and played on their fears in order to get the support that he has. And then he's taken that fear and cultivated a level of hatred that is just unheard of, that is ungodly, that is absolutely un-American and not what we stand for as a people. We have come so far. I, for one, know that 
my people, the black people, African-Americans have had a tough time here in this country since we were brought here in chains. And we have seen incremental um, things get things get better for us incrementally. And we definitely don't want to see any of that reversed. We don't want to see the changes that have been made, the progress that have been made be reversed because someone is brought into the office of the presidency using something that has that has the ability to suppress more people again. It's just not what we want. I've watched the news cycle um, for this election since uh, June, I guess, about 2015. It's been, it feels like the longest election process in the history of elections, I tell you what. But I've watched, I've paid attention, I've listened to the different pundits, I've read a lot of different articles. I have kept myself knowledgeable about what is happening in this in this cycle because I wanted to ensure that I understood what everyone's talking about, what they're doing, what they're involved in, and if they are worthy of my vote. Now, I am emphatically voting for Hillary Clinton because, not because she's my favorite choice, but because she is the best option in this election. Her background and the Clintons' background has not been a great one for African Americans. We um, haven't always been a group of people they've respected and treated as well as they should have been, considering the amount of support that they received from our voting block. But um, I think that she is now making strides to patch things up and make things better and working on at least some of the things that um, she is recognizing to be central to what we want and desire as a people, what we want to see get better in this country. Uh, Something like with Black Lives Matter and looking at police brutality and why is there so much police brutality against the African-American community more so than any other community? Why is it that more um, African-Americans are dying at the hands of police officers than um, um, white Americans, for instance, by a percent? Uh, why is it that mass incarceration is at the level it is right now? And although her and her husband played a major part in mass incarceration, been at the levels it is right now, uh, was watching um, Ava DuVernier's amazing, absolutely amazing documentary, The 13th. If you haven't seen it, please, 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 by all means, watch it. I fully endorse that documentary. I it is absolutely phenomenal, and I implore you to watch it. it. It really talks about how we went from slavery to mass incarceration and just the track of how black people have been under attack uh, by America since we were brought here. It's an absolutely amazing film, but in that film, it, it talks about and shows us that Although America, the United States of America only accounts for 5% of the 
uh, population in the world. We account for 25% of the um, total population uh, population for imprisoned people. And that's, that is absolutely uh, astonishing. Those numbers are, and it, it's, it's a very sickening and sad thing that we have seen so many people, um, so many of our people as criminals in this country, and we have incarcerated them. And not only, not only have we incarcerated them, but we've incarcerated them for excessively long sentences for small crimes, for crimes that are often not, um, that are nonviolent. So it that documentary does an amazing job at exploring mass incarceration, how we got here through the war on drugs and all of that nonsense. And to listen to the dog whistle politics that we hear now in this election cycle, and you hear it a lot really from Donald Trump, uh, those elements are all shown in that documentary. So please watch the 13th. Watch the 13th, pay attention to this election cycle, pay attention to what you are hearing from the candidates and how some of this rhetoric really does match up to where we got, how we got to this place in the first place when it comes to mass incarceration and how people are still seeing African-Americans, especially African-American men as a threat. Now, I just totally went off on a tangent there because I love that documentary and I wanted to, <laughs> and so since I had the opportunity uh, to talk about it for a second, I decided to take it. And it's my podcast. I can do whatever I want to do. But also in that documentary, you know, it, it shows us how the Clintons played a part in mass incarceration. And so that it, it gives light to what it is that is paining the African-American community when it comes to having to support Hillary Clinton. But one thing I've noticed and have paid attention to also about Hillary Clinton is she is at least trying to make rights of her wrongs. Uh, she has been working with the mothers of the movement who are the, <clears throat> if you don't know, who are the mothers of the um, men and women and boys and girls who have been slain by police officers. She has been working with them. They have been traveling with her. She has heard their stories and she has made a vow to them to help uh, get this whole entire uh, police brutality and police killings under control. Um, then we have uh, her sit downs with Black Lives Matter movement, which was not easy for the Black Lives Movement people to get her to do. But when they finally got her at the table and she finally heard it, 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 from what I have heard and understood, she has taken into account some of the ideas they have had and built it into her platform. So she at least is making an effort. Then we look at Donald Trump. Um, in the debate of the first debate, he was asked about how he would deal with police brutality and the breakdown of community relations between between police officers and African-Americans and its response is law and order. So if you watch that documentary, the 13th, you'll see why law and order is a dog whistle. And it's something that definitely is not how you respond to the, the breakdown in the community for uh, police and the people of that community. Uh, law and order is farthest from what you do, 
right? Like, what on earth? What do you mean law and order? Like, that's not even what this whole thing is about. People follow the law. It's, and, you know, most people are law-abiding citizens. To think that African-Americans are not law-abiding is absolutely despicable. We all have people within our communities that are that break the law, but those people often don't deserve to die because they did just that. That is that's not something that they should that should happen. And if there is a strong relationship between the police department and the community, we can see um, these outcomes become better in the long run. And so that's what it's about. And his response was rather telling of who he is as a person and how he feels about black people. Another thing that's telling about how you feel about black people is his constant assault on the Central Park Five. Uh, five teenage boys in the late 80s who were accused of uh, raping um, a jogger in Central Park. Uh, it was later found that they did not do it and that someone else was the perpetrator of that particular um, horrendous crime. And that person served time for their work for what they did. But Donald Trump launched an assault against the Central Park Five teenagers. He wanted them executed. Right. He took out a full page ad in the newspaper. He really went all out of his way back in the 80s and 90s to attack black teenage boys. This is who wants to be president of that country. This is the man who wants to be the president of every single person in this country, every single demographic he wants to preside over. That is terrifying. A man that has called for the execution of teenage boys for a crime that they were not even, uh, there wasn't even any evidence that they had committed. No evidence. He did not care about due process. He did not care about innocent until proven guilty. He cared nothing about it. He wanted them to be executed. He wanted them to go to jail for this crime that they did not commit. When it, they served time for it, even though they didn't do it before they the um, before the evidence that came out against the true rapist, and they were released. And he still attacked them. I still think they were involved. I don't care what science says. I don't care what the DNA evidence tells us. I think, like, what on earth, what is going, what is wrong with this man? Seriously, seriously, y'all. What is wrong with this man? He is a psychopath. He really is. He's a psychopath. In his constant attacks on black America, then he thinks he's going to be able to walk into our churches and get our vote. Yeah, right. Sing again, buddy. I wouldn't vote for you. I would vote for a pig on the farm before I vote for Donald Trump. I'm just going to let that be known right now here at this moment on this podcast. I will never vote for him because he is psychotic. There is no other way to put it. He's psychotic. Then his constant attack of uh, Hispanic and Mexicans. He hates Mexicans, it seems like. From sometimes it's just he, I don't understand the visceralness that he has and he shows towards the Mexican people, uh, a kind of people. 
really, I don't know how many of you have been to Mexico, but they are very, very kind people, very inviting people, very loving people. But he wants to play on this idea that they are coming here to take your jobs and to take this and take that from you. A lot of the times people that come here from Mexico and that are working here are working in jobs that a lot of Americans don't want to work in and aren't trying to work in. Okay, let's be honest. They are great people. They are very kind and home and just loving. And I, I, I'm disgusted that he's attacking these people. Then he attacks the Muslims. Oh my gosh. He feels that most of them are probably terrorists and they all need to watch out for one another and make sure that if you know something, if your friend in the mosque is probably a terrorist, then you need to make sure you call him out on it. Uh, and that's how he just feels about the situation. Instead of observing and recognizing that the majority of Muslims are not terrorists, that this is a group of people on the outskirts that are doing things that are outside of the religion of, of the religion of Islam and the beliefs of Islam and that have completely perverted the beliefs of Islam. That's what they are. And people who do see any activity amongst folks within their mosques or whatever, and they think that it may be something that needs to be brought to attention. I'm sure they would do that. I'm sure they have no problem doing that. But to just cast this idea that we they are not to be trusted and we don't know who they are when they come into our country and all this nonsense is absolutely ridiculous. This country was built by immigrants. This country is what it is today because of immigrants. That was the whole purpose and point of it. We have mass groups of immigrants coming into this country for centuries. For centuries. Because they were escaping the pains of their own homeland, what was happening in their own homeland, to come to a place where they felt that they had an opportunity to prosper and see a better life for themselves and for their children. But we didn't throw that out the window with this man. We have just tossed it on out the window. That's not who we are. That's not what we believe the people all of a sudden. And if you think that it is, then you are the one who is un-American, according to him and his crew. If you can't tell right now, I am very livid at, this, at just the idea of this man becoming the president of the United States of America. Of America. We are a great country. We have some stuff that we need to clean up. But no country is perfect. We deserve to have someone in the highest office in this land who is worthy of that position. And he is not worthy. He is just not worthy. And now his the latest stuff that came out about Trump, the tape of with Billy Bush from Access Hollywood, the hot mic where he is talking to Billy Bush about um, um, how he can just grab a woman and walks up to her and just kiss her and he can just grab her by her parts. And I'm not even going to say, honey, I'm the JJ. How about that? That he can do these things. And... Then he comes out later and say, well, it's just locker room talk. But he said that I do these things because I can do these things is from the, how I heard it on the tape. 
It sounds to me like that's something that he does. And that's something that he knows that if he ever wanted to, he could do it. Either way, though, it's disgusting and it's sexual assault. You're talking about sexually assaulting someone, advancing on someone without their permission, without them saying that you can touch them. That's what you are doing. And he doesn't see it that way for whatever reason, maybe because he's mentally disturbed, maybe because he just doesn't understand uh, what it is that sexually assault. I don't know what the reasoning is behind it and why he has he feels that it's OK for him to speak like that and that no one cares if he speaks like that. But when you say something like that, it's not cool. There are a lot of women and men who are victims of sexual assault and who have been molested and raped and have been through some things when it comes to sexual assault over sometime in their lives. And to just create this broad stroke that is not that big of a deal and just to move on and then to hear his son say that if a woman can't handle um his being sexually assaulted in office or something like that, I don't know, I'm not going to. I don't have the exact quote before me, but if a woman can't handle certain things that she shouldn't be in a workplace, like this is the 1950s. Hi, darling. I just want you to know this is 2016. Talk about, oh, Jesus. I'm trying, y'all. I am. I'm trying to keep my cool. Okay, so, you know, here he is making this comment on these tapes with Billy Bush in 2005. Fast forward to last week in 2016, here we are, uh, October 2016, and now there have been women starting to come out um, and say, yes, he does do that. Actually, he did it to me. Yes, he does just come up to you and just kiss women on the lips because he did it to me. There have been, I believe by this point, today is um, October 16th, 2016. I believe just in the past seven days, there have been 10 women that have come forward. 10 women. And a lot of these women are stating that he's done something to them that is related to what he said he has the right to do and that he will do in the tapes from 2005. And he is attacking the women. He's attacking the women by saying, do it look like I would even do something like that? Like her? No, I would never touch that. Attack the women. In the way that he's attacked the women. He has harped on it, actually, um, at his rallies these past few days, at all of his rallies. He's really been more vocal and vocal about it. His attack against those women and against the media <clears throat> and saying it's the media that have conspired against him and have linked up with Hillary Clinton to get her elected into office. And of course, he's attacked the Clinton campaign and said they are involved, although the Clinton campaign actually has not brought out um, any of this, these tapes, any of these um, women who have alleged sexual assault against Donald Trump. There has been none of that from the Clinton campaign. Uh, they have allowed them, the media to do what they're going to do, and they have stayed completely out of it, really, um, when it comes to... Um, bringing out these charges against him 
but they have used surrogates to speak about it. Uh, we have Michelle Obama, the first lady, who did an absolutely amazing speech uh, just a couple days ago. And she talked about what those words really mean and how it really feels. And she spoke to it so eloquently and so emotionally. If you have not heard it, please go out there. It's on YouTube. It's all over. And, and listen to that, that video from Michelle Obama. Listen to her words. Uh, it was so emotionally stirring. She really just hit the, hit the nail on the head with that speech. It was, it was well done, well spoken. And uh, I miss her. I want to miss her so much. I really want her to run for president. I will vote for her <clears throat> so quickly. There's like no thought in my head, Michelle Obama. Yes, check. I would love to have her as president. Um, she is awesome. But, and you know, they've had President Obama also speak out against it as someone who has not had any charges of sexual assault leveled, leveled against him. Um, but Donald Trump is, you know, he's on the defensive right now. And he's, he's, he's like a mouse backed into a corner. He's kind of going haywire at the moment. Um, probably... Uh, against what his own campaign people would like to see from him. He has completely went off script, went off topic. He is no longer talking about the issues. He's only discussing this one thing uh, about this, the women and the allegations that they are um, bringing up against him. And he's not doing it in the best way. You know, even if you are, you feel that you are innocent or you want to defend yourself, there's a way to, to do it without levying this type of attack against the women and making it as if they are um, the children of Satan and what they are doing is just a part of a larger conspiracy to take you down and, and to make them into nothing is what he's doing. And that's one reason why so many women and men who are victims of sexual assault do not come forward because it's as if their voices were never heard and they, a new attack is being launched against them. It's as if they're being assaulted all over again. And so, uh, and we're seeing that come from him as he is now attacking them all over again, if he attacked them the first time. Um, but there is something there that is incredibly disturbing and it's sad to see um, that someone like him who is running for president is doing something that is absolutely asinine in, in how he is handling this. If you can't handle um, situations that are very, very hotly contested and sticky, you should not be running for president of the United States because you really have some major issues that you need to be able to remain calm and coming to, into a, a final decision on what needs to be done and and whatnot. And you can't do that with your own thing issues that you should not have be able to do that with the issues of this country or any other country in this world. That's all I can really say about that. I will say that he opened himself up to this by um, bringing up Bill Clinton's accusers. And bring them to the debate on Sunday, which is very tacky. 
uh, holding this mock press conference for them, which is very tacky. And I am not negating that these women's stories don't deserve to be told. We've heard their stories throughout the 90s, but and it, it doesn't hurt for, you know, people to learn about their stories and hear what they have to say about what may have happened to them. That's perfectly fine. But to do it prior to a debate with a mock or whatever, I won't say a mock because it was definitely some type of farce. Um, press conference is absolutely absurd to do something like that. And it was, it was just like a sideshow event and something that we should not be allowing to even happen prior to something so important um, starting like a presidential debate. That was not the platform for it. That was not the time for it. And to launch these attacks against um, Hillary Clinton by using women that Bill Clinton slept with or may or may not have sexually assaulted is absolutely silly. Um, And it's just showing that you don't care about anybody but yourself, which we all know that to be true for him anyway. He is very much so a person who believes in self-preservation. I only care about myself and what I look like in my brand. I don't care about anybody else. Unfortunately, though, his brand is definitely suffering because of this presidential election. Not just his personal brand, but his actual businesses are now suffering. It appears because of this presidential election and what he has been doing and saying on the trails, uh, the campaign trail, that people are very much so disgusted by. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him in the long run. But as we go through this entire process and we've been going through it, y'all, we've been in this for well over a year. We are finally in the last few days. Thank God. I have to say that I don't want to hear Donald Trump's name uttered not one more time after November 8th. After he loses this election to Hillary Clinton. And I, I encourage and implore all of you to go out and vote and cast your vote and be smart about your vote. And this is not a time for a protest vote. This is not a time for you to say, well, I don't know. I don't really like the Clintons. And so I'm going to vote for a third party option. This is not the time for any of that. Let me tell you what's ex- what is at stake before I end this episode today. The Supreme Court for the next generation is at stake. The decisions they make that will not only impact you, but will impact your children and maybe your grandchildren is what is at stake. The congressional seats down ballot are at stake. Who sits in the House of Representatives and who sits in the Senate? The decisions they make or don't make, what they allow to go through, won't allow to go through. We have seen President Obama struggle with a full-on Republican Congress levying attacks against him and preventing him from being able to do anything that he wanted to do. We need to change that. We need to be smarter about what we do and stop being so emotional all the doggone time. Sometimes it just requires us to think about it 
and understand the full ramifications of it. This man doesn't believe in climate change. Climate change is very much so real. I have a bachelor's degree in biology, and granted, it's not in geology or any of those sciences that are environmental science or anything like that, but it is still a study of life, and life is dying out in this world because of climate change, and we need to do something about that. We need to do something about our economic crisis. We have gotten better since President Obama came into office. He's definitely turned around a very bad situation and has done a great job with it. And we need someone to continue that path and continue to help us um, and get stronger in our economy and lessen our debt. We need someone who is going to come in, who is focused on ensuring that those who need um, Health care and those who need these different um, who need um, help are given the help that they need. We need someone who is smart and focused, who is steady, who is thoughtful and methodical about what they do. We need someone with brains for it in this office. And there's only one of two people that is on um, a part, one of the major party candidate nominees that has brains, and that is Hillary Clinton. So please, please, please be smart about your vote. Cast your vote. Think about the legacy of President Obama if you want to continue that on and you want to you know, see um, great things still come about, but not even if she, she may not be at that level with what she may push through, but at least we know she is not Donald Trump who could probably end up bringing us into a World War III, into some form of a civil war, who knows what, I don't even know. I'm just saying that you just never know what can happen with him in office. So we really need to be mindful of that when you go into the polls and cast your vote. So that's my episode today. It's all about the elections, what's coming up, what's happening, what's happened so far, and how we need to ensure that we can change the trajectory of this country and ensure that we maintain the um, and maintain and preserve the highest office of this country as something that is uh, definitely um, an honor to be in and that is highly respected. So we need to make sure that we are able to hold on to that respectability around the office and elect someone who is a, a total clown like Donald Trump. So we need to ensure that we elect Hillary Clinton into the office of the presidency. Um, again, she's not in the first choice, uh, but she is the only viable option. So there's that. Thanks for listening. It's been a great episode. I'm so excited about what all um, we can look forward to in the next coming weeks as we continue on with the beauty and business of blackness. Stay tuned for some pretty great shows coming down the pipeline and to see what I have in the works. It's been great, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to today's episode of the Beauty and Business of Blackness. Make sure you come again and check us out for next week's episode. It's going to be a good one. Trust me. Also, make sure you subscribe. We're on iTunes in the podcast section as well as Google Play and on SoundCloud and share with your friends and family members so they too can listen in. 
Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at SheenaD1. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Bye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.